I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, April 7, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. We definitely have a lot of stuff on the docket today. We have a lot to go through. We have intraday activity to go through from a learning opportunity perspective. We have the daily chart to go through from a what happened perspective. We'll take a look around the horn. We'll look at all the markets that are related, leading indicators, canary in the coal mine, the whole ball of wax. We'll also discuss what it looks like they're doing, what they actually may be doing, and what they're likely to do going forward, and where we know whether that scenario will be right or wrong. That's the crux of how you run this business. Knowing where you're wrong is half or even three quarters of the battle because if you're wrong, you have an opportunity to cut and run. You have an opportunity to lose small and fast. What we don't want to do is hold on to our losers hoping they come back. We don't want to trade on hopium. That really has nothing to do with today's video. It's more of an aside. It's more of a soapbox. It's more of an interjection of a teachable moment. And by the way, it's not just hearsay or, as they say, hyperbole. What it is is what's taught in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. We teach where you're wrong, where the trade setup is, how to identify the trade setup, and where the trade setup no longer exists so you shouldn't be in the trade. That's the whole point and the foundation of what's taught in the course. Now, let's get back to what's going on on the daily chart. The first thing we like to do is get an assessment from a bird's eye perspective. What's the first thing that jumps off the chart? It's pretty obvious to everybody. It's what? It's the gap and crap. We all like saying gap and crap. It's a lot of fun. All right, but let's get serious about it. Let's discuss what happened. So the first thing that jumps off the page is the gap in crap. And where was it? Where did the market gap up to? Where did it stall out at? Where did it reverse? And where was it ultimately rejected? 274.36. Went slightly higher, but that was my number. That was the actual gap. It's not my number. It's just a number on the chart. It wasn't a secret number by any means. The high today was 275. But it wasn't a true sense in the term of rejection. It wasn't a real quick gap in crap. It was something that developed over the course of the day. I think what we should do is go down to the intraday charts. Let's take a look at what happened so we can see where the important areas are, where the important areas were, I should say, where the failure point was, and what the important numbers were able to tell us as a guideline throughout the day. Now we can look at things from an intraday perspective and you see where the market gapped up right here. Here's the first 15 minute candle of the day right up into the gap slightly higher and immediately back down and they started trading lower beneath the 271.48. Now the 271.48 is an important number from a different perspective. Remember here we talked about it yesterday from the 13th it was a pivot high. That's the market telling you that that number is important. 
And you can see what happened. After getting below, they fought back to get above and they started trading in between. Started trading in between looking like they were building energy to make another move higher. Now, the expectation was not to make another move higher right away. How do we know that? 9.55 above 275.03 for more than a few minutes and another leg higher likely will ensue. However, using the 80-20 rule, they would not have another leg higher right now. Keep in mind, the same 275 matches up with 2750. These are important numbers. They're important numbers, meaning the market is unlikely to just, coming from afar, waltz right through like you whistle past the graveyard. So now, as the morning develops, we begin to develop a range, an opening range. We also have some important numbers. So we've got stuff to work with. We know that if the market gets below 271.48 and starts closing hourly below 271.48, no dice for more upside. You'll find that also in the notes from inside the numbers. How do we use that information? When the market is trading in between and it looks like it's just eating time off the clock near the upper range where it gapped up to, there's no reason to believe at the present time or at that time that it was not bullish as long as they remained above 271.48, that pivot high. That pivot high is not magical, but what it does is it gives us a guideline knowing that the market's going to find some reason to find importance in and around that number. And you can see that evident by the fact that they did trade in between it for a period of time until giving up the ghost. It was good enough to use as a guideline. Was everybody under the sun using that as a guideline? No, absolutely not. We were using it as a guideline and it served well. I'll give you a glimpse at inside the numbers. I'll do the scroll around thing. We'll take a look at stocks on the move. We'll take a look at the chart. We had Zoom on the board again, only one, and it was Zoom, the Lone Ranger, one more time. Let's go back to the notes. We will take a look at the Zoom chart. I'll let you start and stop the video whenever you like. I'm just going to keep talking. I'm not going to necessarily point anything out from inside the numbers that was a revelation The only revelation or the only thing that really was of main importance was the fact that 271.48 gave way and you know that the bulls are no longer in control. The bears have the ball and they're going to run downfield. If you're trading intraday, you really want to know that. What Trick and Company did, that's the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew, is they gave the impression that price was going to yet go higher once again, they started consolidating in the upper range. That's generally the tip-off. But you have to know where that no longer becomes the case. Let's continue moving along. You know where the resistance is once they're below 271.48. It's resistance. It's either going to get rejected or they're going to spin back up above. And the one thing you'll notice from the pre-market notes and the early thoughts is, I'm always warning traders that, Don't chase price. Trick and company is going to show up. They're going to shake out the Johnny-come-latelys. Who are the Johnny-come-latelys? They're the ones that want to hop on and chase price because they think just because we're having a gap higher, just because price was up in the pre-market, it's going to continue like that all throughout the day. It may or may not happen like that, but generally speaking, right out of the gate, Trick and company is going to show up to shake out the longs. 
at least in a case of a gap up, they're going to shake out the longs. Now, it's up to me to decide whether it's just a shakeout or a failure. Today, it was a little bit of both. First, it was a shakeout, a recovery. They were not able to continue higher. We had a subsequent failure. We knew the line in the sand. We knew the pivot. You'll see from the notes, we talk about a pivot. What was the pivot? 271.48. You'll see that if you read through the commentary and take your time to understand what I'm looking at, how I'm able to read the tape, how I'm able to convey the information to inside the number members. Now, understand this. Some days, we end up with a trade setup that's a whopper of a trade. Some days, the tape is harder to read than others. This morning, right out of the gate, the tape was harder to read than others. It is what it is. I'm not ashamed to say that. Not that this happened today, but I'm not immune from getting one in the keister every now and again. Just like we're all susceptible to the virus, we're all susceptible to the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. Let's continue moving along. We like to talk about a morning pivot. I'm going to scroll this one up. I think the 105 post is rather important. We talk about a mid-morning pivot. After a mid-morning pivot, we expect a trend change. That's generally an opportunity for a trade. If you know where the mid-morning pivot is, or at least are able to identify it as it's happening, able to have something to trade against, which without a mid-morning pivot, we certainly wouldn't be able to identify something to trade against, and obviously, we need that to go forward. Some days, after the mid-morning pivot, that may be the low for the day, and by the way, they may just continue up indefinitely into the close. That happens a lot. That happens more so in a bullish uptrend, but right now, at least before the gap in crap into the end of the day, we were in a short-term uptrend, so that certainly wasn't out of the question. You have to be able to read what's going on in real time and have a guideline on where it was wrong. Once again, 271.48. Let's continue moving along. As the failure takes place, we're able to identify would-be, should-be supports down below, 269 was one. It worked for a brief period of time. It worked for, I believe, about 10 S&P handles. And then that subsequently failed. Let's get you through the end of the day and then we'll go back to the charts. Now, we always have to be pre-prepared so we know what a failure looks like. We know what a rally looks like. You'll see at 255, we're refreshing the gap left open from yesterday. Call it 265. It's a give or take pennies on either side. Ultimately, that's where they headed into the closing bell. Not quite getting there. They may have gotten their after hours. We're going to actually check it out. Here's an SPY chart with the after hours activity. And look at this, by the way. I didn't even see this. I don't know whether this actually happened or not. Are there any coincidences or accidents across the markets? And the answer is no. 263 in the 815 candle early this morning. Interesting. Here we are hovering over what? 263. And yes, they did get the gap. I was thinking 263 when I said that at the end of the notes. But in 263 was the area of interest we're going to discuss next. Remember from the video last night, we talked about 263. Let's say the market was down today instead of up. What would we have been looking at for the market to stay above? 263. It's not an accident or a coincidence that we're down here after the close. We're down here right into the closing bell, basically. So we go back to the daily chart. What's the deal with 263? So we've taken care of the gap left open. We have a gap in crap. 
So on one hand, the gap in crap makes all the bears believe, that's it, they had their rally, now we collapse and make new lows. Fair enough, that's possible, it's on the table. Nothing says that can't happen. Now here's what we're watching out for tomorrow. We're still watching out for 263. Does the market trade below or stay above 263? Let's say it stays above 263. It can touch it, it can spike it, but it has to really be above 263 based on, for example, hourly closes. Let's say that's the case. Then all they were doing was what? Running a test of 263. Why? Because 263 was what? The last breakout area. Why is that important? Because markets love to come back and test former breakout and former breakdown areas. We know that. What if they get below 263? What if they start closing hourly below 263? That's something different. We have different thing on our hands, a different storyboard on our hands. Then we have to start looking at two other price levels. 256, 257 would be the first next line in the sand. And if you were getting some kind of an acceleration down move, you're headed to this gap right here, call it 250. It's actually higher, but you have to call it 250. It's a semi-fat round number. It's a big fat round number. Net net, what's our guideline? 263. Now we're taking a look at a 120 minute chart because we're going to take a different perspective. We're just going to look at things a different way. The market found a bottom here. It's climbing up. It climbs up, it pulls back. It climbs up, it pulls back. What's to say it can't climb up again? It can. It's an awareness. Even if you're bearish, you need to understand there's nothing that says this couldn't just be filling a gap, pulling back to the most recent breakout area, and then resuming the trend higher. It happens all the time. It's an awareness. We need to understand that. Below 263, different storyboard. Inside the numbers, members will have the storyboard. By the way, I could have picked the hourly chart and had the same conversation. Why didn't I? No reason. I just picked the 120. Zoom. Like I always say, we have to go over the good, the bad, and the ugly. How about a little sidebar for a second? We're talking about inside the numbers. We're going to review a trade from inside the numbers. We just reviewed all the notes from inside the numbers. May I ask a question? Why are people watching this video emailing me at night asking me what's inside the numbers? Please don't do that. All right, back to the good, the bad, and the ugly. So Zoom wasn't the ideal trade today. It didn't do the deal. I tried to take another bite out of the apple two days in a row, only trade on the board, Zoom once, Zoom twice, Zoom worked once, Zoom didn't work twice. Here's a 15-minute chart. So here's the close from yesterday. 122.90, getting another haircut at the open. Now, part of the issue was the gap in crap. Now, I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you what happened. Had the stock market, the broader market, continued higher, Zoom likely would have done the same. It would have likely found support. But that didn't happen, so we had what we had, and here's what happened. The number was 117.50. It cut through it pretty quickly and went lower. Now, the stop is 113.50. What was the low here? 109.57, That was the problem. The mid-morning low created the stop at on Zoom. It continued higher. I only had one price on the board. We can't win every trade. It is what it is. 
I take the bullet on Zoom. The good, the bad, and the ugly. But I'm not going to let you off the hook with finishing on the ugly. We're going to now look at the good. This is my own personal tracking log for only stocks on the move, stocks that triggered, meaning that became trades. Now, today's Zoom isn't on the board. This is yesterday's Zoom. So today's Zoom will go in as an L. So the L will bring the average down to 81.37. You see that up in the corner, in the right-hand corner. You're looking at like the last 20, 25 trades. Here it goes. There's L's in there, but there's not that many. And by the way, if you think this is BS, they're all in the videos every single night, which is why I put them in the videos. I like to be an open book. This is what I have. This is what I do. If you want some of it, go ahead and sign up. It's pretty much that simple. There's no mystery Nobody has to ask, well, what if I don't like it? Do I need a trial? And here's another one. Don't ask for a trial because a trial is to see if you like it because you don't know what it is. I show it to you every day. You know what it is. Please don't ask for a trial. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, we have a classic case on our hands. We have a completion of the ABC pattern we discussed. Remember, this one was lagging. So we have A, B, and C. C completes officially over the high of the A leg. Let's go the numbers. The high was 117.60. You can see it. Today's high was 118.64. Completion, gap and crap. Fill the gap. Now it's showtime. Is it just filling the gap and we'll resume the uptrend, go sideways for a while, or are we going to crap out and collapse again? 263. That's the number we have to watch. Not on this chart, on the other chart. Frankly, as long as the IWM can't get above and stay above here, well, it got above, but it can't stay above, then it's no dice. The only way this is going to resolve itself is either to get right back above it or to go sideways for a while, build some energy, eat some time off the clock, build us one of these bull flag patterns that looks like this, and then have another move or resuming move higher. Until and unless something like that happens, no dice. What's going on down at the transportation department? Same routine. Completion of the sea leg, gap and crap, fill a gap, don't fill a gap, it's close enough. This one did not fill the gap, by the way, just to be square about it. But the conversation is the same. We'll see what happens tomorrow. 263. If the market, meaning the SPY, is staying above 263, then these are likely not going in the other direction. And by the way, if they are, it's a divergence and it's likely a leading indicator and also at the same time, a canary in the coal mine. Write that down. What did we talk about last night? We talked about the fact that the VIX and time is more important than price and I suggested you go back to the courts to figure out what I was talking about and guess what? The market was up big yesterday and the VIX was not down big. Remember what I said. Why was that? And today, even when the market was up, the VIX was not collapsing. Volatility was not collapsing. What's this telling us? At least from the VIX perspective, this is telling us that we're going to have a hard time buying the story that more upside is coming in the near term in the S&P 500 and other indices as long as the VIX is now headed either up or sideways. Sideways, it would be building energy for another move down. But if it's heading back up, 
you have to have a hard time believing that the market has anything left in the tank on the upside until the VIX comes back down and gets some more volatility sucked out of the market. This was a pretty good tell last night. Q's, same routine, looks like all the rest, gap and crap, fill the gap. The question is, all these gap and craps, is it a convenient rope-a-dope? And that would go back to, are they just really coming back to test that former breakout area, or will we see another epic failure? 263. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, and that without you, these videos are not possible? True and accurate information. This is everything I wanted to and intended to discuss today, so I will give it a wrap here and pull the ripcord. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.